Welcome to the Besties with Breasties podcast. Sarah Hall here. I am a certified health and wellness coach, athletic trainer, mom, and breast cancer survivor. I help women overcome their own mind drama to make mind shifts that open up the possibility for their most empowered and energetic life. And I am Beth Wilmus, author, speaker, and founder of a human investment organization, otherwise known as a nonprofit called Faith Through Fire. Our mission is to reduce the fear and anxiety that breast cancer patients feel and replace it with hope and a path toward thriving. This podcast is about our experiences with breast cancer and life after as young survivors and moms. Oh, good morning. <laughs> How are you? Oh, I'm good. Yeah, I'm good. Mad hustle. It has been a mad hustle. That's I uh, right. I taught yoga this morning and the everybody really liked it, which was really nice. Oh, so, that is yeah, nice. That's always good. That's yeah. good. Group participation, right? It was group participation. And when the, when like one person likes it and says something nice, like the next person says something nice, you know, kind of like all. That's why you surra- group, group think. I, think I was just gonna say that's that. why you surround yourself with people who are positive and uplifting. And right. I've had to have that conversation with my kids lately about surrounding yourself with the right people. Yes, it's very important. Yeah, yeah. I'd say if you want to see your future, tell me who you're hanging out with. Yes, right. <laughs> yeah. So today we're going to be talking about group participation. Oh, okay. Kind of. Yeah. Sort of. Sort of. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, so a few weeks ago, we put out an episode where we talked to Marion Stewart. Mm-hmm. Marion Stewart wrote a book about managing your menopause naturally instead of using medication. Oh, right. Yeah. 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 So it was actually a really well-received episode. I think we got a lot of really good feedback about it. But after, shortly after, she invited myself and Beth actually to participate in her six-week natural menopause solution mm-hmm. course that she does. And there's a a little bit of private coaching that goes into it. And we offered it to one of our beneficiaries. Actually, one of our mentors. Yeah. One of our mentors did it. I I thought it would be really impactful if one of us did it, but then the other was somebody that, you know, was recently out of treatment and really concerned about her menopausal symptoms. And so, yeah, Yeah. we, we asked Ashley if she wanted to do it and she was excited. Yeah. Yeah. So today, Ashley and Sarah are going to share their experiences in the midlife refuel six week group. And then we're going to be talking about some of the side effects that Ashley experienced because of menopause. And we'll kind of go into ours as well. And then what that was like incorporating the changes. And then finally, we'll touch on how you too can benefit from this knowledge. But before we do that, let's cut to our first sponsor. Thrivent is a proud sponsor of Faith Through Fire. Thrivent believes money is a tool and not a goal. The Gateway Financial Group with Thrivent is local to the St. Louis area and can work with you to create a financial strategy that reflects your priorities and helps you protect the things that matter to you, like family and giving back. Please call 314-783-4214 to schedule a free consultation with one of Thrivent's Gateway Financial Advisors. Welcome, Ashley. Thanks for being here. Yeah, thank you for having me, ladies. I'm really excited to share. This is this was quite the experience. Oh, oh good. Oh, I'm excited. <laughs> I'm so excited to hear. Yeah, I want to delve into this. So, Ashley, you're a mentor in our program at Faith Through Fire, and you were diagnosed with stage 1B hormone receptor positive cancer one year after having your baby, right? Yeah, that's correct. Okay. And you're now currently in medical-induced menopause, which many of us had to do. So how's that been for you? Honestly, I didn't think I was having a a ton of menopause symptoms until probably six or seven months after I started the medication. And then it kind of hit me one night that 
you know, maybe some of the things I was experiencing weren't entirely normal and were more menopause related. So then I started Googling and I realized that almost all my symptoms were menopause related. And that's what kind of led me to this group. What kind of menopause symptoms did you notice? I initially noticed that I was having a hard time sleeping and I had just chalked it up to I have a toddler, I'm up with him at night sometimes, or I'm just having a really hard time going back to sleep. And then I'm like, I don't know if that's true. So I started talking to some other moms and I started Googling and then I'm like, no, that's actually not very normal for just moms and it's menopause related. And then I started having some weight gain and I kind of chalked that up to like the holiday season, but it was much more than just like grabbing a drink or a baked good and definitely menopause related. And obviously I was having hot flashes and some night sweats. So that was very clearly related. And I was just kind of ready to see what I could do about changing that since I'm so young and it's very uncommon, obviously, in normal 30-year-old life, even though it's expected when we're in this chemical menopause. Yeah, I too, I too struggled with with that feeling of like, I can't sleep at night, but I also had a young kid at home. So you do really easily brush off those symptoms thinking like, oh, it can't be that. You know, it's it's one of these other things. But, you know, I have a question. I have a question. It's nice for, to acknowledge it. I was going to say I have a question for both of you because this is what I noticed when I was on the medication. I was much more irritable with my kids because I always joke that women in menopause should not be raising young children. <laughs> totally. And and if you've ever been around somebody that's menopausal and kids, it's never good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so I'm just wondering, like, did you guys feel that way? Did you feel like it was harder yeah. to handle the everyday stressors of, of managing kids with with the medication? I personally, I was more irritable with my husband than my child. Um, <laughs> Funny. And the poor man was like, he just looked at me and I'm like, I'm sorry. I'm I'm sorry. I didn't mean it like that. <laughs> you, were, um, you were walking it back pretty quick then. Yeah. See, it took me a long time to figure um, out where that was coming from. Yeah. Well, it was a really quick change too, because I was not like that prior. I instantly knew where that was coming from. Yeah, I, you do. It is it is nice to be able to compare yourself to the before and afters and, and to be like, oh, that wasn't me before. What is happening with me? So it, well, and when you acknowledge it, that's hormones. It's, you know, it's not like that's an excuse. But, you know, no, you I mean, acknowledge that there's something that could be changed. Yeah. And I think it's I think that's the distressing part. And that's the part that we're talking about impacting your quality of life is that, you know, the old you mm-hmm. you're now mm-hmm. this version of yourself that you don't love. Mm-hmm. And it's distressing to sit there and say, am I ever going to feel, quote unquote, normal again? Am I ever going to feel like my old self? And yeah. I think we're given limited resources mm-hmm. in the current medical climate to manage this. And mm-hmm. it's not even just breast cancer patients. It's women in menopause in general. Mm-hmm. There's just so little support for yeah. women's health care. I really I liken it to especially being young and being thrown into menopause. Anybody who had like a medicated versus an unmedicated birth, like those contractions on Pitocin are so hard. They're so much worse. They're so much worse. And they're terrible. Right. And so it's like when you're put into a medical menopause, it's like the menopause you it's like the down and dirty menopause. You're getting there fast. (laughs) Yeah. I'm like, so now all of a sudden you are you are in it. But you know what? I mean, we've talked about this on previous episodes and we've talked about it with women a lot because doctors will tell patients like if you take your ovaries out, it's the same thing as Mm -hmm. chemical. When you do that severe change Mm -hmm. from no menopause to menopause, it's It's so so bad. It's so fast. Like you said, you start noticing the symptoms pretty 
pretty quickly. I was the same way, Ashley. I didn't notice the symptoms right away. They kind of came on gradually and then they were there. <laughs> yeah. Boom. Yes. Yeah. That's exactly what happened. I had so many months where it actually, I was training for a half marathon and I had noticed my hot flashes increased and my oncologist just said, well, you know, sometimes, sometimes physical activity will ramp up hot flashes, which is actually very accurate, but they were already more severe than I had anticipated or expected. So it wasn't a very welcome change. Well, don't you think it's interesting because we've also talked about the role that exercise has in lowering your recurrence, right? So 150 minutes a week of moderate exercise is like reduces your risk of recurrence by like 50 or 60%. And yet Mm -hmm. the exercise is exacerbating the symptoms symptoms that you're already struggling with. That you're already struggling with. So it's like (laughs) when you're telling women that they need to do one thing, but it's causing a whole cascade of side effects. I mean, that's... And then you don't give them a fix. And then there's no fix. (laughs) There's no fix, which is why people feel defeated. Yeah. And they stop trying. They stop trying to eat well because no matter what they do, they gain weight. Right. They stop exercising because it makes the hot flashes worse. Yeah. You know, they, they... put up with having an irritable relationship with their husband or their kids because they can't control themselves. It's bad. Right. I've also found they stop taking the medication because they don't want any of the symptoms. Right. Yeah. And so then you're dealing, yeah, you're dealing with medical compliance. I know it's a frustration of doctors. Like they're not being medically compliant. It's like, well, it's ruining my quality of life. Right. Yeah. So, Mm -hmm. you know, patients will get to that point. And the fixes take more medication. Right. Yeah. Right. Which, which, which our experience has been, and this is leading up to what we're talking about today Women don't want medication to treat Mm -hmm. symptoms. They want to know what can I do to improve my life holistically. Right. You know, not that they're not going to take the medication, but it's like, let's not solve everything with a pill. Yep. I'm really excited to find out what your experience was during the six weeks. But before we do that, let's do let's you know, now that we've talked about the doom and gloom of the symptoms, let's let's lighten it up and do boobs in the news. You want to do boobs in the news with us, Ashley? Absolutely. Okay. All right. Let's do it. Boobs in the News is a fun segment where we read funny tweets by real people or ridiculous news stories. Boobs in the News! Boobs in the News! Boobs in the News! Okay, you guys ready for this? Lay it on us. All right. So, uh, the title of this one, this comes from the AP News. This just ha- this is a new headline. 78-year-old bank heist suspect says, I didn't mean to scare you. Okay. <laughs> So this is in Missouri. Uh, which what? Is, yes. It's usually over in the UK or something. No, no. Ah. This is Harrisonville, Missouri. Oh, good Lord. It gets better. Oh, great. A 78-year-old woman with two past bank robbery convictions faces new charges after authorities allege she handed a teller a note that said, I didn't mean to scare you, during a recent Missouri heist. Bonnie Gooch is jailed on $25,000 bond after she was charged with one count of stealing or attempting to steal from a financial institution in the holdup Wednesday in Pleasant Hill. Okay, this is reported by the Kansas City Star. No attorney is listed for her in the online court records. She was also convicted of robbing of California Bank in 1977 and one in the Kansas City. She was trying to relive her old days. I mean, it's like... Why is this woman still out? She's 78 years old. Well, she had one in Kansas City in Lee Summit, which was fairly close to where I went to college in 2020. Oh, my goodness. So her bro- her probation in the second heist ended in November of 2021. Wow. Okay. Mm. So here here we go. Do you guys... <laughs> I mean, I don't know whether to be kind of... I feel sad for her. I, why I'm, is she out? 
Well, yeah, that's true. She has committed. Three- well, I'm wondering is because it sounds like she's like the kind bank robber, and I know, and like I wonder mm-hmm. if she's never actually been successful, and she just kind of is. She like, really a, wants to. She's win. a serial trier. <laughs> she really wants <laughs> to win. A- she's like, before I die, I really want to successfully pull this off. Yeah. They said she smelled strongly of alcohol. Oh. And they they found her less than two miles away with cash scattered on the car floorboard. She didn't even put. She didn't even Aww. secure the cash. Aww. What's happening? She didn't get herself a getaway driver. Okay, so here's what the Pleasant Hill <laughs> police chief said. He said it's just sad. But added that the suspect has no diagnosed ailments, which means that she they don't yeah. suspect she's mentally ill. She Aww. she just wants an adventure. Yeah. I mean, she's 78. We'll go, Bonnie. I want to kind of give her a pass, but uh, yeah. Bonnie, you're the boob. Stop, the stop boob. going to banks and trying to rob them. <laughs> For sure. Like, take up a hobby. Right. Right? Knit. Oh. <laughs> you just automatically... Knit your ass- bank notes. There you go. <laughs> There's your boobs. Bibs in the news. Bibs in the news. Bibs in the news. All right. We are back. Okay. So, Ashley, tell us... Okay, first of all, what motivated you? So I put out a post on our our mentor our to our mentor group and Ashley, you responded within like minutes. So what when you saw that, what motivated you to want to do this? Seconds. I responded within seconds. Seconds. <laughs> uh, well, actually, your post was put up almost a week after I had started Googling all these symptoms for wow. natural remedies anyway. Hmm. So when I was reading through it and I'm like, this is, this is what I need. And I actually totally believe in natural medicine for things like this. Normally these are natural symptoms for a woman in our case, obviously it's not, but it doesn't mean that natural remedies don't work. So I was all up for trying it. What? So you, so you guys both entered like a six week program, right? right? So what was all, what was all, was it personal coaching? Was it online? How did, was it structured? So the really great thing is that it was personalized. We got to meet one-on-one first and then get a path essentially that would work addressing diet, exercise, meditation, supplements. And it was really, it was really nice to meet weekly then with the group and see how everyone else was doing and how they were feeling, maybe what symptoms were easing or what they were working on. And then every week we had tasks or items, educational based, that we could dig into or dive into that covered different things like diet, our exercise, relaxation. Yeah. Did did you guys find it hard to stick to that? Because when I get these programs and I'm like required to do homework every week with my busy life, I tend to like have a trouble sticking with it. Was it like that for you or were you just so desperate for relief? You're like, I'm committing. I was, I'm I'm still pretty committed. I found so much relief and symptoms that I have let a few things go that I found weren't like the key to relieving it. Mm -hmm. But I found that I was doing the trainings, the videos while I was walking. So I wasn't necessarily taking time from anything else during my day. I just added it to my walk and just slip my headphones on and let it play. Yeah. I think we call that habit stacking, right? Yeah. That's us habit stacking. Yeah. So I, I did that and I was already eating really healthy. I struggled. Like I said, I had gained some weight unexpectedly out of nowhere and it, no matter what I was doing, it didn't work. So I was actually adjusting my workout routines and I was fresh off of my surgery for my implants in January. And we started 
February 7th, I recall, if I recall mm-hmm. correctly. Mm-hmm. So I was actually still in recovery. I ended up, my exercise to begin with was very light. I was walking and doing some yoga, which was recommended anyway as part of the program to do yoga or meditation. So it was pretty much right on track. The hardest part was adding in meditation. As a busy mom Mm -hmm. and a busy working mom at that, it was hard to find 5, 10, 20 minutes in a day to do that. Yeah. How did they recommend that you meditate? Did they give you an app? Did you have like affirmations? Like how did you do it? There were different options. I already have an app on my phone for meditation. There's a Pizzazz app and I think there are a couple of other options for that. And then before each weekly call, there was a couple of minutes of meditation too. So that was Mm -hmm. nice. Did you find meditation helpful when you did it or were was it hard to still your mind? At the beginning, it is very hard. I've actually found it's a lot easier and I've I've continued yoga more frequently, I would say, too, maybe three or four times a week, whereas I used to only do it maybe once a week. And so that has helped as well. I actually downloaded the Pizzizz. I think it says it's P-Z-I-Z-Z, the Pizzizz app. And set it to like remind me to do it once a day. I will tell you that that one that I have set at like one thirty in the afternoon, I literally never do it because I'm it's always in the middle of something and I'm mm-hmm. and I never can walk away. But I use it every single night when I go to sleep because the chime to wake up is like very so like I, the way that it wakes me up is not like you know it's time to wake up, but it it like kind of calms. But you said you fall you asleep. Sleep, but I fall asleep to it, so. There, the thing that you can fall asleep to is like a, that you can choose a, a guided meditation by like a couple different voices and like a different kinds of meditation. And I put it on every single night before we go to bed. And even like Eric loves it, and the kids love going to sleep to it too. So it's a it's a nice app. I do I do like that app. I downloaded it, and it has been helpful. But the one in the middle of the day, I never do. <laughs> I need to. What has changed with your menopause symptoms since you've incorporated what they what they basically put the plan together for you? Like what was what do you think was the most helpful thing in your program that alleviated the most symptoms for you? You know, this is super controversial and it was discussed a lot in the program, Mm. but I was already consuming a shake in the day and I added soy milk and I was already adding flaxseed, but I added more flaxseed and that has really decreased my hot flashes. So you have added estrogen. Mm-hmm. That for everybody I, listening, when you add soy and you add flaxseed, you're ad- mm-hmm. you're adding estrogen, estrogen. natural estrogen. Yeah. Yep. And you're right; it is very controversial. And Marion has said before, like adding natural forms of estrogen is a big part of their program. So, yep. when you think about doing this program, you you probably need to consider yep. whether your comfort level is where it is with adding yep. natural. But she does like, and it. What is so cool about her and about the education, I feel like from my perspective, what I enjoyed and what surprised me, I think the most is that like, there's so much back and forth. Estrogen is good. Estrogen is bad. Estrogen, you know, or like soy is good. Soy is bad. Okay. Well, she can, she educates you on like, well, you, you want to get like good forms of soy. You want to get like the soy milks and even organic is good. And she doesn't just say you should get soy, but she's, she educates you behind the science about why. Mm-hmm. Like she talks okay. and she talked in our episode that we did with her about how, you know, your cells have these estrogen receptor sites and 
if you don't, if I mean, if they're empty, something is going to fill that spot and you don't want it to be a xenoestrogen from something that you come into contact with in the, in the environment. And that's where you lead, you know, you go down the like really bad hot flash route or night sweats, you know, like that's your body trying to get rid of those or it's, it's being fooled. But if you can trick it into thinking that there's a plant-based estrogen in your body, like, mm-hmm. you know, then, then you, you find this huge relief in symptoms. I mean, and what I found really interesting when I did this, because so I'm technically out of menopause now. So a lot of my coaching was around my symptoms around PMS, which she used to do in a former life. Now she's mostly focused at, focused on menopause, but I took out caffeine. Did she have you take out caffeine? She did. She directed me to. I decreased my caffeine uh-huh. for several weeks, and I've still actually maintained a pretty lower level of caffeine. Uh-huh. Are you a coffee drinker? Is this what I'm guessing? Well, I do have coffee, but I also take a pre-workout if I have uh-huh. like an intense workout session normally. Uh-huh. So that's actually where I found I was decreasing it. And I coffee, I actually just like the taste of it. So I didn't mind doing like half decaf, half regular, and then adding soy milk to that too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I always yeah. feel better when I don't have caffeine. I don't drink any other caffeine other than coffee. Yeah. And I always feel better when I take it out, but I love it. I, I'm not a huge coffee drinker, but I love green tea. Mm-hmm. And I love tea mm-hmm. in general, especially in the springtime, mm-hmm. like right now, like mm-hmm. an iced tea or an iced green tea. It's like, that is my jam. And she was like, I'm not talking. Th- and what's cool about the program, I and I found it, is that she's like, this is not a death or this is not a death sentence. This is not a you're not a, a jail sentence. sentence, a life sentence. That's what she says. Yeah, not, a life, not sentence. a life sentence. Just cut it out for a while. See how you feel. Yeah. And then and then you can choose to bring it back in. However, she feels she, comfortable she, with you, which yeah. is so manageable. That's so, I mean, yeah, that's the thing, right? When nobody's putting pressure on you to you have to eliminate this when you do it just for a you know, it's a psychological trick. It's so psychological. Because you know it's benefiting you. Yeah. Yeah. So and she gives you options. So interesting. So yeah. you, so don't you guys just think, I mean, with, mm-hmm. with the whole soy argument aside, I mean, we're so nutritionally deficient mm-hmm. in this country, you know, with the way our food is made, the way that, you know, processed foods are pushed on us mm-hmm. and the way they make them so affordable and accessible. Mm-hmm. I, how many of our problems do you guys think could be eliminated if we were all just getting proper nutrition? Oh, so many. Yeah, so many. many. Yeah. And I mean, it's really, I mean, we're, <laughs> we're going to do a whole series on medical skepticism. Uh-huh. But I think when you realize how the system is built mm-hmm. to not support your natural health, it, yeah. it's really discouraging. But I think what I'm hearing from you all is that Marion's program is a lot about getting back to that holistic totally approach, yeah. right, yeah. to your health. It's and- simple. It's, you know, it is a lot of information, but it really does challenge the way that our society is built. And and it and it can be hard and it can kind of feel like it's in your face, like, you know, but but I think it, what's really cool is that you you face those challenges and the the what society gives you head on. And then when you overcome them and you're like, wow, I really do feel really different mm-hmm. living a different way than mm-hmm. or eating a different way or just slowing down a bit. You realize like the impact of it. Yeah. yeah, it's it's habit change. It t- it's hard, you yeah. know, but it really helps when somebody's walking alongside you. So would you rec? I want to kind of hear your final thoughts, Ashley, about whether you'd recommend the program. And then we'll talk about where you can find Marion again, if you're interested in, in kind of looking at this program. But before we do that, let's hear from our second sponsor. It's important to have a primary care doctor that you can count on. At BJC Healthcare, world-class and compassionate primary care providers are ready to see you at offices close to home. And you can count on BJC to make it easy, 
with convenient online scheduling, virtual visits, and direct messaging. To find a BJC primary care provider near you and to schedule an appointment online, visit bjc.org forward slash primary care. All right, we are back. So let us let us know your final thoughts. Like, what did, what did you really think about the whole program? Well, I, I thought it was a challenge to dive into at first because I saw all the checklists and everything like that for the week. And I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm a working mom. I do all these other things too. But I was like determined. And then I raised my skepticism about soy. And she's like, here is an article. Take this to your oncologist if they push back. And I did. I took it to my oncologist. And he like looked at me. He's like, ooh, soy. Mm, let's how about we just run your blood levels? And when my blood levels came back still below what they wanted or had expected, he's like, yep, you're good to go. So then I was really given like the golden ticket to just run with it. <laughs> and and it made me feel so much better just knowing my body was responding and I was following the program and my oncologist was on board. Mm-hmm. And so it was really easy to just like, dive into it and say like, yep, I'm going to do this and coming out the other side of it. And now we're a few weeks out from that six week mark. Even it was, it was worth six weeks in, uh, I'm still doing the things I'm still meditating. I'm still doing yoga. I'm still working out. It's really just a lifestyle change. And quite frankly, it wasn't much of a lifestyle change for me specifically, because I was already doing a lot of these things. But the education surrounding it gave me more reason to back what I was doing. Yeah, your why. I think I think the really interesting thing about what you just said is that you came to your oncologist with questions, with ammunition, mm-hmm. like, here's what I've been given. You know, can you talk to me about this? And then you guys work together yeah. to address your symptoms. And I think that that's probably what I would encourage everybody listening to, is if you're interested in this, you know, get the information talk to your doctors about it, include them in the discussions, mm-hmm. and then make the choice that's best for you. But- I'd be really interested to hear how your oncologist responds when you go back and t- and share the relief of symptoms that you've had. Mm-hmm. And I yeah. have actually, I've gone back since because yeah. I follow up monthly. We had six weeks in the program, so I've had a follow-up since then. And almost all of my symptoms have decreased, actually not mm. even almost all of my symptoms have decreased. Yep. <laughs> my weight has, my weight has gone down. My hot flashes are decreased significantly. And maybe I started at like three to four a day and now I'm down to like maybe three a week. Nice. Wow. That's pretty that significant. Yeah. That's yeah. awesome. Yeah. So, it was worth it alone for that. My sleep is so much better it's just, it's really interesting to see that progress. And then, like I said, we run my blood level, my blood panel every single visit, and it's still remaining where it's supposed to with the low estrogen level, which means that that natural soy or that natural estrogen is not increasing my estrogen mm-hmm. level, mm-hmm. which is incredible. That is really cool. That's really cool. And and actually, one thing I also wanted to say on here is Marion also does give you supplement recommendations. And what's really cool about mm-hmm. that is that she gives all of her supplement recommendations based on clinical studies that have been put out there. And she gives you the clinical studies and she tells you the effectiveness of this, that, and where you could put it in and for what symptoms and everything. And the supplement industry is just not as regulated. It's like you don't have to be FDA approved to have a supplement. Like anybody can put mm-hmm. out a supplement. So I just want to throw that out there because her the supplement recommendations are are backed by science, which is really cool. So do you guys get to keep your access to everything you learned here? 
Uh, yeah, I do think so. Yeah. Awesome. Yes. Yeah. So it's like lifelong. Like yeah. you have those resources yep. that will, you know, carry with you. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Very good. Well, thank you so much, Ashley, for sharing your story and for being a little bit of a guinea pig for us. Yeah. We appreciate it. I'm <laughs> glad you found benefit in the program. And until next time. See ya. Thank you for being a listener of the Besties with Breasties podcast. If this podcast had a positive impact on your journey, leave us a review or consider becoming a supporter. You can donate with the link in the show notes or at faiththroughfire.org. This episode was hosted by Sarah Hall and Beth Wilmus, audio and production edits by Innovative Frequencies. Music